Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today. Uh, the music in the background for two more shows is our good buddy, Mr. Drew Holcomb. His new album called Dragons is amazing. Make sure you grab a copy. And if you have somebody you love that has a record player, the vinyl of Dragons is beautiful and an awesome Christmas gift. Today on the show, we're going to start talking Christmas, even though we're still singing Dragons, because I wanted to have our friends on from Abel, Barrett Ward, the founder of Abel, and Jordan Soderholm from Abel as well. Both have been there from day one. And as many of you know, it is an incredible company that we have partnered with for a long, long time, creating products and goods that are sustainably made, but also employ women and men around the world. And today we're going to talk about something extra cool that they have just started. I think you're going to love it. And I'll go ahead and tell you here at the front, we have got a special offer from Able that you get early access to Black Friday sales. If you use the code THATSOUNDSFUN25, you get 25% off everything you buy at Able and free shipping. So you may want to jump on there while you're listening and go ahead and start ordering some Christmas gifts. And that expires at the end of Cyber Monday. So you've got a week and you've got four days ahead of everybody else. So it's that sounds fun 25 And the website for Able is livefashionable.com. So go there. Remember, you get 25% off and free shipping if you use the code that sounds fun 25 Okay, let's jump into the conversation. I think y'all are going to love this. Here are Barrett and Jordan from Able. All right, y'all ready? Yeah, let's party. Barrett, you're so tired today. I'm so tired. Just say it. <laughs> I woke up early. I've been working so hard. Look, you can't do that in a microphone. You can't. Oh, I can't. Feel... Rocking, yeah, even though can... it's sedating me and making me feel good. <laughs> it's what I do with Rose, my three-year-old, is I just rock her back and forth. That's what I'm doing. I'm rocking, rocking myself yourself. unconsciously. Which, if this Does was that a create an effect in the microphone yes. right now? Yes. Cool. He needs if a it was headset. Held, it would, that's right. We need a headset version. We'll get producer Chad. Can Chad. we just attach this to my head somehow? <laughs> okay. Tell everybody why, what's happening. Why are you exhausted today? Well, we've been working super hard. I mean, last year we were the first brand in the world to publish our lowest wages. Yes. And the reason we did that is because the fashion industry kind of has a dirty secret. And the dirty secret is that only 2% of the people that make products around the world earn a living wage, mm-hmm. which means... Only 2%. Only 2%. And so what that means, though, is that a living wage means meeting your basic necessity. So that means 98% of the clothes we are likely wearing that are on our bodies are made by someone that cannot make their ends meet. That's probably working 12-hour days, six days a week. And the real kicker is that 75% of them are women. Yeah. Uh, Fashion is the largest employer of women, industrial employer of women. So... Our thought was if we can empower consumers with that data point of the lowest wage at that manufacturer, then not only does that protect the people at the lowest rung of the wage ladder, but it protects everybody up from there as well, right? So not an average wage. Right. Right? That doesn't protect people at the bottom. Right. And not a labor cost per garment, because that doesn't really give transparency to the people that are making products. But but a lowest way. So we published that, started creating some traction. And this last year, you know Nisolo, another national yeah, yeah. brand? 
So we came together and said, all right, let's do something. Let's keep ramping this thing up. And together came up with this brilliant concept of the lowest wage challenge. And that is that literally launched about eight minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... What does it mean that that launched? What do you mean? A so, video or... So we what? launched a video. Okay. And the challenge is, is just asking consumers to go to their favorite brands and say you know, hey, brand, what's your lowest wage? Hashtag yeah. lowest wage challenge. Yeah. And it's an invitation, though. This is not about perfection. It's not, we really believe, and I know you do too. I mean, you. I, I would invite you just to go with this after yeah, yeah, I say yeah. it. It's like, we don't want to put into the world that you have to be perfect before you're honest. Right. right? And, and as a believer, for me, at 31, when I came to that place, that was actually the most monumental thing that I learned, is that what I put into the world from a from this kind of sheen on mm-hmm. my on my life that I think is making me look better m- destroys my insides mm-hmm. and 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 the reality is is what I put into the world if it's just honest and vulnerable and hey this is who I am I mean AnnieDowns.com, right? Right. AnnieFDowns. Uh, AnnieFDowns.com. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know that's the message that you put into the world mm-hmm. and so we're putting that through through wages to brands to say guys. Consumers don't need your perfection. They need your honesty. They want to align with brands that are willing to share with them the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Yeah. And so that's what we started doing and sharing all those things last year. But the lowest wage challenge with Nisolo is something where we're really inviting all the other brands to join us. We're not asking uh, consumers to call people out. It's not yeah. It's not that cancel culture kind of thing. Gross. It's. It's instead an invitation to say, Hey, we're all in this together. Yeah. We're all trying to figure it out. We have manufacturers, Annie, in our supply chain that aren't at a living wage, but we're working to get all of them there. Yeah. And if we can have that honest conversation with consumers and they can come alongside us, then away we go. So I we mean, launched this has that. added so much work. You didn't have to do this. No. You could have just Single stayed tier. with the original story, which is still true, of creating beautiful products and clothing. That employs women. Yeah, for women that have overcome some pretty extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. Why did you do this? Why didn't you just keep it oh, where it man. was? I mean, a few years back, about four years ago, I remember a couple of seminal moments of one was standing in front of an audience and telling a few stories and a young lady coming up to me saying, it's so incredible what you guys are doing and helping women around the world. And I had realized... As we had grown, we weren't just working with 30 women anymore, working with hundreds of women. I realized I was starting to lose visibility to that truth. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, because we used to know their names. We used to when know we all their names. When we first started, yeah. Back, yeah. For people who don't know, I worked for you yeah. when all this started. And so we used to know every person, every woman's their names, name. their faces. Right. Yeah. yeah. And as we grew, and you know, even today, we've gone from four employees four and a half years ago to about 90 employees here in Nashville. Oh my As all this grew, we started losing visibility. And I just had this St. Peter moment thought in my mind of standing in front of him and him being like, well, welcome. Welcome to heaven. Yeah. Um, and He's also, um, yeah, St. <laughs> Peter Southern. And, and him saying, look, great job on selling a ton of bags, but why didn't you invest as much in your marketing as you into the women and making sure that they were actually the, the, the promises that you were making were being delivered upon. Right. Mm. And so we started looking around at different audits and different assessments. And it sounds like I like starting stuff. I don't, I really don't, but yeah. we started this audit called accountable. Yeah. And the reason why we did is the biggest things we ran into when we were looking at other audits was number one, that there was 
not an audit that really focused on women's equality, safety, wages, and benefits. Mm-hmm. Number two, that there was not an audit that was boots on the ground, meaning yeah. that they visited the manufacturers, met with all the individuals, really validating the information. And thirdly, one that was affordable for small brands. I mean, these were hugely expensive audits, and it kind of kept responsibility at bay. So mm. we created Accountable. And now, uh, you know, like I said, Nasolo has gone through it. They've verified some of their lowest wages and published it. And, and that's why we, to, to answer your question, that's why we started in the beginning is because we felt like there was a real gap for protecting women in manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Most of us, myself included, are not going to start a fashion brand. But a lot of us have opportunities in our jobs or in our families or in our, the school where our kids go to everything's going fine, but I see a problem. Mm. I can either step into that or I can keep going. Yeah. Why step into it? And how do you know when it's your thing to step into? You know, that's a good question. Thank you. A uh, really good question. My I wish you would have asked me that about three that. weeks ago before. It, really? no, <laughs> You're like, before we started, I wish no, I had known. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you this. What I, what I can't play is a card of here's the strategy to do that and here's the way to think about that. I just... I just think respond, you know, and Mm. for me, the first response was, you know, way back when, when a few friends said, how are we going to make an impact in in the poor? And Mm -hmm. because we went to Africa, a group of friends, you know, Dave Barnes, Matt Wirtz, Alex Bay, Jay Hager, we went to Africa and they're big, Jeremy Cowart, sorry, Jeremy. Um, (laughs) And, and we were all saying, what are we going to do about this? And I think the overwhelming thought at that point was, is trying to help the poor is like throwing a brick into the Grand Canyon. How does it really make a difference? Mm-hmm. And it really does actually. And so all of a sudden yeah. we had an idea of $7 or the cost of two mochas mm-hmm. can actually do something like put two children in Zimbabwe in school for an entire term. So all we did is take the very next step in each of those. And the same thing with Abel. When we were living in Ethiopia, my wife, Rachel and I, you know, it wasn't like we thought, how are we going to create a huge company? to work against poverty for women around the world. It was just simply running into a few women coming out of the commercial sex industry, out of, yeah. par, out of, out of prostitution, having to make awful choices. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to start selling my body to support my children. I'm going to start selling my body to save my sister from breast cancer, is one woman's story. And as we heard those stories, the other thing they told us was, hey, look, we're grateful for the charity. Thanks for the child care and stuff. Thanks for the health care. But at the end of this, if we don't have a job, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? We're going right back to the streets. So again, it wasn't anything more than, well, okay, so what should we do about it? Well, let's try selling some scarves. They make them here in Ethiopia. There's no grand visions. Yeah. So for me, personally, it's just been responding to really what is right in front of me. And the next thing. And the next thing. And yeah. there's no, like when, when, when I was on a business podcast recently, uh, and that's what this is. Oh, is this a business podcast? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't perfect. Know if you know. Let's talk numbers. <laughs> talk highs, numbers. lows, buy, sell. Yeah. yeah, right. So this business podcaster asked me, so what was your business plan to begin with? And then the next four minutes were crickets because <laughs> I'm like, we didn't have a business plan. Yeah. You know, we just leapt in. And I yeah. think, you know, everybody has a different story and people do have business plans that are brilliant and smart and forward thinking like that. But, you know, you know, even Jordan could tell you that. I probably created a lot of stress in people's lives by not having a business plan at times, yeah. but certainly we've matured and grown over the years and learned how to do it better. Yeah. But it really just has been a matter of let's just jump in and just figure this thing out, right? Yeah. Jordan, our first story I need you to tell. Do you know the story I'm going to get <laughs> you to tell first? I know exactly what you're going to say. Go ahead. 
when I found your first gray hair. You found my first gray hair. Which was actually at Able and Mocha Club. (laughs) We're at work. And, you know, speaking of no organization, we all sat on couches together. Same room. (laughs) We all just looked at each other and emailed. It was really efficient. And so Annie found her first. Well, yeah, I I came out of the bathroom. And I was like, Jordan, tell me what this is. What is this? She <laughs> and like, she made me pluck it, which probably <laughs> sprouted a hundred more. I know. I immediately. don't pull them out anymore. Yeah. I don't pull them out anymore. Oh, my God. Jordan, tell me why. I mean, that was 2010, probably. Yeah. So you've been at ABLE for a decade. You've been yeah. there from the beginning. Yeah. Why have you given your professional life to this? So, you know, when I started working at ABLE, I really had no idea what I was getting into. And I just was connected by. Me either. I had <laughs> yeah. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> we both kind of were winging it. Um, but And what's I, your job title now? Sorry. I'm the fashion director. Okay. But I, you know, just got connected by someone that I really trusted. And I had never, at that point, we were a nonprofit. I had never once considered doing nonprofit. I always wanted this super, like, glam, cool job in New York. You know, like, yeah. Devil Wears Prada kind of thing. Like, yeah. I thought that I wanted that. And you got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nailed it. But I, you know, it's funny because when I started working at Able, my heart immediately started to shift. And I remember a conversation I had with Barrett when I first started working there. And I was like, hey, I think this is super cool. And I love, you know, talking about Mesalu and Mulu and these women, women that we yeah. know. Um, but just so you know, like, I don't, I don't want to go to Africa. And he was like, Okay, well, I didn't ask you to go, so that's no problem. You can stay here. And I think I, you know, I just started to tell these women's stories all the time. That's how we grew the brand, and people responded so well because we knew so much about them. We knew about their kids, we knew where they were living, all these beautiful things. And so as I learned more and more, I was like, I have to meet these women. I, I have mm. to know them yeah. because I'm telling their stories and I feel like I do. And I finally was like, hey, um, like <laughs> probably like six months later, it's like, FYI, I would really like to go to Africa with you. <laughs> um, so I ended up getting to go. But it's been amazing. Like, I think I I dreamed of this glam job and in a lot of ways it's it's not you know we're all still like all hands on deck but it is more than i ever could have dreamed of because i have so much purpose behind my yeah. work and even now we have the jewelers in our office and all these amazing women who come from all different backgrounds so yeah. we do have the people who have come from like fortune 500 amazing companies that you probably shop from and then we have women who have overcome anxiety and addiction and poverty and privilege and all these people like sitting at the same table. And for me, that is a game changer. And then you also are in charge of creating beautiful products. Yeah. I mean, and clothing and (laughs) shoes and I mean, the stuff is so good looking. Thanks. It's, it's so cool because we've grown our design team and the whole point from the beginning Barrett and Rachel, his wife, really nailed this with the first scarves. Like, they were super cool. And scarves were huge at the time. And that was the whole point is making sure that we're creating products that people actually want to wear. And it's not like a little 
you know, bracelet that you actually hate, but you're like, this is a really great cause and I really care. I mean, yeah, that's awesome to support something, but this is something that we want people to be able to shop from whenever, you know, Mm -hmm. you need a new shirt or a new bag or a new pair of snakeskin boots. Like we can do that and it's ethical and it's creating jobs for women. Like why would you not be a part of it. I came in with a friend a couple of weeks ago, the flagship store here in Nashville, and she, her daughter is getting married and she bought like 12 pairs of earrings yes, as the, the bridesmaids gifts. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, and then y'all have like a special bridesmaid, like wedding party discount. Yeah. That we can actually like host bridal parties yeah. in our store and um, they can do like personalized jewelry. A lot of brides do that with our little necklaces. Yeah. They do personalized. What's your favorite thing y'all are selling right now? I mean, I do love the snakeskin booties. And yeah. then we also have this denim jumpsuit that's coming out in December. <gasps> yes. That I've been wearing all the love time. Love a good denim jumpsuit. <laughs> wait for a denim jumpsuit. It, it is amazing. Like, it is, it's, it's crazy. Mine is like five sizes too large, or it's just wonky because it's a sample. Right, right, right. It's all wrong. And people are still like, wow, that is so cool. It's so good. A denim jumpsuit. Yeah. It's coming in December, so it'll be right after yeah. this, so people will be able to get it. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Be on the lookout. I can't wait. My black jumpsuit, I wear all the time oh, to so fancy comfy. things. Yeah. It's so comfortable. So comfy. Um, what are you predicting people are wanting at Christmas? Like, what are some trends that people are wanting to ha- get for Christmas? Well, with us, personalized jewelry is always the easiest, best. I mean, it's so cool because literally someone sits in our jewelry studio and yeah. stamps it yeah. for someone. And a lot of those women have incredible stories to tell. And so... I think that's the coolest possible thing. We have this necklace that has like lots of little initials on it. And you can like stack the charms. It's super cool. So I love personalized jewelry. Um, also, you know, little like leather pouches and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I always think like small gifts. You want to be able to like, you know, afford it. And yes. <laughs> multiple be, things. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. lots of different things. Yeah. We also have some home goods coming out, which are super cool. What? We, yeah. What? Is it newly or is it fashionable? <laughs> or able? It's that. able. It, they're made in India. And so we have... <laughs> We have to you, boss. Yeah. I, they don't tell me anything on purpose. I think. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is like my little special project. But yeah. uh, we, you know, have blankets and cutting boards and serving utensils and wooden bowls. They're so oh, pretty. Yes. And they also are made by, you know, our partners there. So they're also ethically made, which is such a win. And we have our first able signature candle this year. Oh, yes. So we have a signature scent. Who did y'all partner with? Oh, I don't know. My husband. Your husband's company? My husband, Ranger Station. (laughs) He he really helped me. We always have people come in the store, and they're like, oh, my gosh, it smells so good in here. It smells like leather. Yeah. And we're all immune to it. We don't even smell it anymore. But it's it's called Leather and Lavender, and it's so delicious. And it has the artwork that Matt Lehman did with us, the She's Worth More, so it's wrapped around the candle. It's so cool, and it's such a easy, good gift. Yeah. Barrett, what all countries are are you employing women now? And men. You employ some men too, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so the word employment, we actually only employ people in the United States. So okay. we have about somewhere around 90 employees and only three guys in our national offices. Okay. 
And that's something we're super proud of. You know, it's a, it's a women's run company. I mean, the reality is if I didn't start it, I feel really confident I wouldn't be able to get a job at Able right now. <laughs> There's no chance. I'd walk in the door with no skills whatsoever for a fashion company. Uh, so that is Nashville. That's our work in Nashville. And then in Ethiopia, and the reason we don't employ people internationally, it's really about empowering the locals. Okay. You know, And one good story is a woman named Fortuna that was a friend of Rachel and I yeah. when we lived in Ethiopia. And Fortuna... You know, a couple of years ago was our national director. So that meant she worked with our different leather vendors in Ethiopia. And then she came to us and said, hey, I think I could do this. I think I could run my own business. What do you think about me starting my own business and making sure that every single person there is paid a living wage? We said, go for it. And yeah. two years later, she has 57 women there. Oh, my gosh. And so you just it pay her to make the products. And she has the company. And she has the company. That's right. So we'll it's it's women it, empowerment, right? Like it's women's empowerment top to bottom. Okay. So that's really our model. So we work with uh, manufacturers all over the world right now in Mexico and in India, here in Nashville, uh, Brazil, and Ethiopia. Okay. Yeah. Barrett, talk about the women in the office, the women making the um, jewelry. You know, it's what Jordan said. I mean, I, I said a f I, I, this this phrase just spilled out of me one time where I said, you know, in our offices we've got people that are overcoming uh, poverty and we've got people that are overcoming privilege. Yeah. And um, the latter might be more uh, challenging. Maybe not more challenging, but maybe the part that has more blinders on. You mm -hmm. know, because when you've been humbled, uh, and it's and it's you're not having to overcome that privilege. Those are the people that lead the spirit of our office, right? Mm -hmm. So when a woman tells me that she just f celebrated her first year of sobriety from, you know, from crack cocaine, uh, that's that's a pretty humbling moment mm -hmm. for not only her but for those of us that have never even had to make a choice like that to that's overcome right. that. So, right. um, yeah, no, it's a beautiful office. I think we're all living in this land of understanding that challenges are relative. We're all overcoming things. It's not a matter of who's had it more difficult or not. It's a matter of how do we lean into each other in those moments of mm -hmm. difficulty? How do we love each other in those moments of difficulty? And, and the women run the office, right? I mean, that, the reason that spirit prevails is because of, of the people like Jordan and Marissa mm -hmm. and Jen and all the people that you know. So for me, even the littlest of things like creating practices in my life of uh, are, are things that I feel like I learned from the women at ABLE. But even the practices of when my children walk into the room at home, it is shut down whatever technology I've got immediately, no matter how important what I'm working on is, right? And it's practicing and training my brain to just live in the moment, not to give it a, I'll be back to you in a few minutes, you know? Yeah. Or when you're walking through the office and somebody wants to stop and talk, no matter what you've got going on, stop and have that conversation, yeah. you know? So that's what it does to me. That's what the women are also do to me. Um, talk about your daughters. How many? I mean, I know, but four, four, four daughters. daughters. Yeah. What are their ages? Three, six, eight, and fourteen. Yeah. I mean, so you're like your whole life. It's is a whole lot of women. Women. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, when we by the time we had our fourth biological or our fourth child, we. We, we were begging for mercy that it was a girl, you know. Yeah. We, we, we didn't want to change or rock the boat, and yeah. sure enough. Are y'all done? Little Rosie. We are we are done, very yeah. much so. That's it. Four, that's all the wards we're getting is those four. I mean, as far as, yeah, as far as you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, yeah, we're done for sure. I actually am open to the idea. I, I told Rachel I would love to have another baby, but what I've come to realize is I'm, I'd probably love to have another baby, but I don't think I could handle more kids. Ah, sure, you know? sure, 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 sure. That's a lot of kids. Yes, that's yeah, that's a around. lot of people. Yeah, I was about to say, you're you other people's babies. Just like get your fix in. Yeah, when, that's right. Yeah, there you go. Tell me what you know about God that you didn't know 10 years ago before you started Abel. Mm. You know, for me, I think we're all on a journey, right? And, and, and I don't think that there's maybe massive new truths that I've learned since I became a believer, but it's just the continued deepening of those truths. For me, it really continues to become a question of not, not how does the world view me and not how do, you, how do I seek validation elsewhere, but the storyline for me has just been who, what does it mean to say who I am in God, right? Mm. Because when, when I became a believer at 31, it was reading scripture in Matthew that all that scripture that talks about do you pray in public or do you pray in private? If you do it in public, you know, you're seeking man's reward. You do it in private, God's reward. Do you give for the show, you know, mm-hmm. or do you do it in private? And what I realized was is, oh, gosh, I don't do anything if it's not for show, mm-hmm. you know? And, and if you're not a believer, it's kind of what would be the reason not right. to do it, at least for a little bit of recognition, right? right? So that's that's been my continued journey. And... For me, today, where I sit in that journey is just feeling so grateful to be a part of ABLE and not... I, I Some people ask me, do you feel proud of ABLE? And the answer is, I don't have that sense, of, sense in me. I just feel grateful for it. Mm-hmm. And so that journey of not, uh, of, of not making it about me, but having the opportunity to lift up the people around me, that, that's what I love about being at able that's yeah. the spirit of that team is everybody's just sitting around trying to lift up the next person yeah and nobody's trying to seek credit right hey friends just interrupting this conversation with barrett and jordan to tell you about a new partner we have that i think you are going to love especially this time of year called scan digital With smartphones, you can capture life's most precious memories instantly and relive them anytime. You know that because your phone is probably as full of pictures and videos as mine is. But what about all those memories trapped on VHS tapes or film reels or printed pictures? We'd all love to have the digital version of those too. And Scan Digital is here to make that part easy for you. Scan Digital converts your photos, tapes, old films, slides, and even negatives into dependable digital files. Most videotapes, you guys, are 30 plus years old. My guess is if you're in your 20s, you might not even know what a VHS is. But for those of us who do know VHSs, you know that a lot of our memories and childhood videos and videos of our family are 30 plus years old. And if they aren't stored correctly, they are nearly in a state where digitization is difficult. Reel-to-reel film is more than 60-plus years old, and most analog photography is now like 20-plus years old. If these were not developed correctly or not stored correctly, they are most definitely not going to stand up to the test of time. But with Scan Digital, you don't have to figure out how to do it yourself. Spend hours at a scanner or just let your memories fade away. Scan Digital will convert everything, and in only three weeks, that means if you start now, you can get them back before Christmas. You'll get your originals back along with newly digitized copies. And if you're not 100% satisfied, they'll reprocess everything for free. So join half a million satisfied customers and go to scandigital.com slash 
fun for 50% off. Y'all, 50% off. This is their best offer ever, but you got to hurry because it ends soon. So go to scandigital.com slash fun and get your memories back in digital form to share with your loved ones over the holidays. Again, that is 50, 50% off at scandigital.com slash fun. Now back to the show. I say this about you behind your back a lot, but there's two things that I model after here. I mean, there's a ton of my business that's modeled after what I learned from you as my boss. Stop it. That's really, really true. One of them is, and we just said it on a show a couple of weeks ago with Jeff Bethke, where you said to me, don't hire someone to do something you don't know how to do. Because still at my size of a business, I should have had my hands in something before I pass it off to someone. Right. And you were like, if you don't know how to do it, or at least how to manage it, or if you don't know how to do it, you don't know how to manage it. It's right. kind of what you taught me. And I yeah. still live by that in every way here. Um, and also, I loved, and I would love for you to talk about this a little bit. I think one of the greatest things Christians can do is run companies well. Not necessarily Christian companies, but companies. Like, Christian-run companies should be the best-run companies. Mm. And and you do that so great. Mm. Um, I think you're— I'm I mean, learning. Yeah, well, you are, yes. I think that's, I, I am, too. Public learning is a really hard thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you've done it well, though. You've done it so well. well I don't know about I've that. I've even seen you do it recently. I, I love it. Well, Admire we can talk it. about that, too. But but I would love for you to talk about what does it look like to be a man of faith? And then, Jordan, I want you to talk about this, too, as a as a high C-suite person at, um, at ABLE. How does Christ play into how you run a business? Yeah, I'm going to – I want to – I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that, Jordan. If, if maybe one reason we've grown is because I'm pretty simple and kept a simple message out there. But continuing on what we were just talking about, we always have said for a long, long time is if there's a pyramid, you know, of, of what we're trying to accomplish at ABLE and the tip of the pyramid is the mission, right? And it's how within our company, how do we care for the poor? At the top of that pyramid, is it you or is it the mission of the company? Mm. And I think that would model a faith concept, right? I mean, transparency and these concepts that we have in how we publish wages, that doesn't just come out of nowhere. That, that's stuff that I never even thought about until I was a person of faith. Mm-hmm. So I think those kind of things integrate into that top of that pyramid. And then in that, what we acknowledge is, is that as a company, if we go out into the world and we do good and get tons of recognition for it. But internally, we don't like each other and don't right. serve each other well, or we don't handle conflict well, and we don't communicate well, then we really don't have anything. And the reason we believe that, and I think probably the biggest place that that manifests itself for me in that faith, again, pre-faith, that would have been, let's just make this thing the biggest thing ever, right? But post-faith, I understand that the most important thing, I think, right? I think in God's economy is how I'm treating the person right next to me. Mm -hmm. And because that's where real love happens, right? That's where that Christ moment happens is in how you treat the individual next to you. So if we can do that really, really well, then I think that's where it can grow and expand from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What do you think? Well, I completely agree. And I think that that's something that the people in our company are innately 
good at, and I've never seen anything like I it. I don't know that they're innately good at it. I, I, I would maybe, think, I, I, yeah, I would say maybe we manifest it, right? I think we to, bring people in way. with the right spirits. For sure, yeah. we bring in the right you people. You bring in teachable people, but they teachable people, but, but we they have, swim in y'all's ocean. That's yeah. why they act like you. Yeah, yeah. And, and we talk about that. Like, I mean, just to just to piggyback on that, and then you go is we we've talked a lot about. What does it look like to sit around at a table and have a conversation where you disagree? Mm-hmm. And we literally have simplistic conversations like that, helping people understand. We talk with each other about how to model healthy, healthy conversations and healthy conflict. And so if you're literally sitting at a table with 10 people saying, okay, so if I disagree with you, how do I handle that? If we value that kind of teaching, it does grow. You're mm-hmm. right, Annie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting in the ocean but we constantly have to recharge that battery and get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's it's deep in the culture of able though. I, mm-hmm. It really is. And in all of the the people on our leadership teams like we respect each other deeply. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's really hard. That has to be an active uh, respect where we're, you know, consciously thinking about it or consciously having conversations, but that's something that I've learned is first of all to pay attention to the people around me because I think, you know, for me personally, the Lord is speaking to me through what I'm doing in my work. And so, you know, I do have those moments where I sit down in the warehouse and I'm, you know, I'm just out there because I'm told that we need all hands on deck and I am polishing bags and I am doing it with, with humility, but kind of annoyed, you know, like, and it's not like you didn't is, have other stuff to yeah, do. This is messing up my day. Right. And then, you know, I sit ne- down next to a woman who I, you know, simply say, hey, what's your name? And it opens up this conversation of she's now, you know, getting the keys to her first apartment in a couple mm. years and her kids are moving in with her this weekend. And I'm like, what? And And so simply taking the time to to slow down and be open to people. I think that's what Christ would do if he were in the workplace. And so similar to what you said, Barrett, but just making sure you stop and take time for those conversations. And then secondly, I, you know, personally have learned that to just know that I am enough. Mm. And I think that's a really important thing in the workplace because you know, I'm not going to be able to bring everything to the table and I'm not, I'm not equipped to do every single job Mm -hmm. like we did back in the day. It just leads to failure, but the Lord has given me specific gifts that only I can bring to the table. And I, I'm confident in that and therefore in him. How'd you find out what those were? How do you know what they are? I'm still figuring them out. Honestly, I, I think it's, it's such a process, but it's those things that I both do well, you know, I get good feedback, but I'm also fired up by, and, you know, it's kind of crazy. That is my job Mm -hmm. as fashion director and it's still hard, but, you know, a lot of my job has to be giving feedback and that is one of the hardest things I think to do in a Mm -hmm. workplace because you have to do it with grace, but you also have to be really straightforward. And so I think I've been challenged in that way, but it's been a sweet journey and I've, I've learned to hopefully model my workplace behavior more like Christ Mm -hmm. in, you know, knowing that he's made me enough and who I need to be. Yeah. I think it's so interesting because everywhere 
and not just people who run companies like us, but everywhere we go, we create culture. So if our if we're the room mom at school, or if we're the president of our fraternity or sorority, or if we're a freshman in our fraternity or sorority, or if we're running companies or running your home, like even my home, when I'm the only one who lives there full time, I'm still creating a culture there. And so I think it's really interesting, Barrett, when you talk about, because I feel very similar that the Lord and I aren't ever going to have a conversation over number of books sold or podcasts listened to. Mm. That's not going to be the chart he pushes towards me when we're talking about what he's proud of. Mm. He is far more going to ask me about the men and women who sat under my leadership on a daily basis in this office. Mm. Right? Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, I I think the books, I mean, I think the rest of it really matters. And it's his, him putting the right words and the right products in the right hands at the right time. But what my soul is held accountable to is how the people who work for me are treated and where they go from here. Yeah, the moment-by-moment experiences that you have, the face-to-face moments. I mean, you know, you're getting to a place where you walk through an airport, somebody's going to want to come talk to you, you know? And we've all seen people do that incredibly well, and we've seen people not do it well. And it's challenging. I mean, Mm -hmm. we all get to give ourselves some mercy on screwing it up. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, those, those face-to-face moments, uh, you know what I, so, I also find is when I release whatever I'm holding on to in that moment of what I think I should be doing or what I'd rather focus on, I experience more joy than I could ever imagine. And mm-hmm. I do think it's like this technical combination of not only that person and experiencing what they, the the other, as opposed to what I'm focused on. But also it's kind of the psychologically technical thing of, I just took my problems and my concerns and worries that I thought yeah. were so critical and put them out, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, I'm with you, man. Present it's the, in the moment. It's the science behind tithing and the science behind Sabbath. Right. Is it, you actually get back more than you give up. If that's totally. a two-minute conversation that you need to need to be quote quote to be doing something else, and you tithe that to God and interact with someone, that's right. It will come back. I mean, that is He has just set it up that way. Yeah, and I'm I'm mind-numbingly uh, bad naturally at that, and and I think probably the the extra effort that I have to give to those moments to get mm-hmm. into that place mm-hmm. are what make it so valuable to me. But mm. it's hard. I yeah. mean coming in here you know i was really we're launching that big website today with lowest wage challenge and but as soon as we get to talk and i get to look into your eyeballs and i get to remember i really like you it's really it's, <laughs> it's you. you know it's just really helpful to like to have an honest conversation yeah i know but to be clear to the listeners i did say when we sat down parrot we don't have to do this today no way we can we do got, this another i want day. to that's why I'm so sorry. to buy to buy into the lie that 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 Whatever is going on would be more important. Yeah. It's devastating. Someone said to me the other day, speed, fast, can be the kingdom of God, but normally fast isn't the kingdom mm. of God. Yeah. And, and when I look at, I mean, I've been spending for a lot of different reasons, spending a lot of time in scripture looking at what grows and nothing except healing was automatic. Just about nothing. Jesus, every piece of wheat that he fed somebody took a season to grow. He tells stories of, trees growing and of yeast and bread and and all of it takes time. Mm. All of it takes time, (laughs) except he healed people immediately, which is a whole nother thing. But what have you seen, Jordan? I'd be interested when you think seasonally like that, when you think 
because right now y'all are starting things yeah. that we won't see for a year. Yeah, I'm literally starting spring 2021 right now. And right. spring 2020 isn't even here. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. What does that look like to invest in, in something? What does that teach you? Hmm. What have you learned from that? It's never the same as I think it's going to be when I when I started. I think it's the most beautiful process and, and such a refining process for me. I've learned so much doing it. So when I when I start a season, you really have to be like open-handed with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, where's this going to go? If I start with my own ideas in mind, I mean that... Yeah, because how do you know what's trendy in spring 2021? I can barely get dressed in December know, of 2019. Uh, so yeah, so we have you know forecasting <laughs> services that they there are oh. literally people in the world that are hired to just like travel and go to all these crazy cities and report on what's happening in Tokyo and London and all these places. They get, gather all this data and, and then they come back and they say, tell us the, yeah. the color for spring 2021 yeah. is fuchsia right. and y'all go for it. Right. So okay. it's actually uh, for WGSN, it's aqua. Isn't that interesting? I'm like not fully into it. Don't me either, but but, but it's it's spring 2021. The forecasting service, WGSN. Sounds like a TV station. Maybe we'll be there in spring 2021. I mean, there's a version of Aqua I could be about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Main Aqua. I'm kind of like, really? So they're saying Aqua. So you look at that and then you go, okay. Yeah, so, but what I have to do is I have to filter it. So, you know, this might be the, the trend for the world or for America, but... Is our customer really going to want that? I don't know. So I have to go in and, like, you know, I use my filter as Uh well, but it can't just be what I like, you know. So it's really an interesting process, and I have to really think about a lot of other people when Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. And sometimes I put things in there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hate this. I hate this. But I know that someone else is going to love it. And it's probably going to be our top seller. Yeah, You have to have that kind of humility. And then I also, you know, bring other people into the process because inevitably, just like you probably get writer's block, I get creative block. Mm -hmm. And and I'm at that point in my process right now. And so I'm going to bring in our design team today to give some feedback. And I hope and, my aqua jumpsuit idea really yeah. helps bring some things forward <laughs> for you. If we do that, you will be the first one to own it. Okay, so Jordan, then my question is, when you're thinking forward and predicting, are you still excited about season, about what's coming out in 20, in like spring of 20? Um, I am kind of excited about it, yeah. but I'm, I'm on to <laughs> fall 20. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and I am the biggest... Everyone at the office will say it. Like, I am our product type person. I'm like, this is huge. You've got to love it. And yeah. and I try to do that with our marketing team and our design team. So I'm actually, I'm actually very excited about Spring 20 because we have a lot of new styles and we're really trying to diversify, especially our apparel, which is really exciting and do dress, you know, our customer for a lot of occasions. Mm-hmm. But my it is hard because I'm thinking about fall 20 and getting that all finalized. Right. And then I'm also developing spring 21. Right. And so my mind is in a lot of, of, places. A lot of places. But it really is. It is a refining process. Yeah. And I've learned a lot through it. Barrett, a friend of mine said, one of the reasons to be in, in lockstep with the Lord is that that's the only time, that's the only way you know in that relationship when you're supposed to go fast and when you're supposed to go slow. Hmm. is if you let him tell you what time it is. My friend literally said, you got to ask the Lord what time it is. 
How do you know as a dad and as a boss and as all the things you are when it's time, when you're like, hey, we got to dig in and we got to work really hard for these next three weeks and then we'll take a break and when it's time to be slow? You know, for me, I mean, first of all, I affirm that. That's brilliant. Whoever that guy is smart. He's very smart. Uh, For me, from a management perspective, because I can't beat that spiritual side, is is <laughs> when when that urgency becomes more of the norm than the rarity. Ah, yeah. Right. And when when the team is operating in a way that they're constantly stressed or they're mm-hmm. constantly maxed out, then one of two things has not happened. Either one, we haven't prioritized well. We mm-hmm. haven't allowed ourselves to let go of the things that aren't as important on our task list. Or two, that we just haven't staffed up enough or we haven't let enough we're putting too many big projects on our plate, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, the biggest gauge is, is is urgency, the norm, or the rarity. Uh, do you feel that at home too? I can think of times I feel that in my personal life. Tell me an example. I mean, like I can think of looking at my calendar of social things and going like everything is doing? the yeah. most important. I haven't taken a day off ever, you know? <laughs> Have so many important yeah, I can't things. believe that. I know. Uh, you're at all of them too, by the way. So don't even. Yeah. But you know, I feel that at home where I go, okay, I'm acting like everyone, seeing everyone is an emergency, and it's not. So what's actually missing in me? You know, that what, I'm trying to fill. I just had a brilliant conversation with one of the women um, that we work with, and uh, she stopped me out back and said, "Hey, did you know today was my birthday?" And a happy birthday, yeah. you know, that's so fun. And out back then, between like walking to your because y'all's warehouse is right behind that's right, the office. The main so, offices. Yeah. And she told me, you know, and 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 again, one of the great values of working with people that have overcome some of these extraordinary backgrounds is one of the things I've learned from them is they lead with vulnerability. Their story, mm-hmm. kind of like again, you, you know, uh, it's your, your your vulnerability is your identity in so many ways. And and um, and what you've given to the Lord in, in those weaknesses and those hard times is your identity because it lifts up what God's done for mm-hmm. us, right? Anyway, she started telling me some of the things she'd overcome, that she'd been om- homeless, she just had her first home, mm-hmm. first apartment, etc. But what she got into that I thought was so interesting is she goes, you know, Barrett, have you figured out what the things are that make you fall in life? I said, I don't know. Gosh, tell me about that. She said, well, I know four things that will push me back towards uh, a relapse. She goes, number one, if I get tired. Number two, if I've worked too hard and to get too stressed. And she started naming these four things. And I I realized I don't even know that. Right. I don't know what my triggers are that push me back towards addiction, so to speak. Yes. Now, I think she has a much more clear physical boundary of addiction. Uh, but the reality is, what are our addictions Jeez, right. that we just fall into without even thinking about it? Right. And it just really made me start thinking about what do I notice about myself when I'm not who I want to be? Mm-hmm. And so probably barking at a child, one of my children is one of those mm-hmm. things. Um, you know, the, anyways, those kinds of circumstances, where am I falling? And now looking at those circumstances and saying, I've got too much on my plate. Where do I need to pull back? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Bear, that leads me to thinking back about your family and how you lead in your home. Because the thing, when you were talking about your daughters, two of them are adopted from Ethiopia. So two of your daughters are black. Mm. And two of your daughters, you and your white wife birthed. <laughs> and yep. so you have two white daughters. How are you in your home 
how are you raising them similarly and how are, where are their differences? Like how are they experiencing life the same and different? Well, you know, my eldest is 15 years old, so she is experiencing the world already. Right. And, and I already think about those things and, um, and I'm fortunate to work with a diverse staff that can help me learn about those things and speak into those things. Everything from what's it like to have, hair Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is an Afro in this world and what beauty says to women uh, on billboards, et cetera, all the way to the simple experiences of life. Like what's it like when you get pulled over by a police person Mm -hmm. as a girl, as Mm -hmm. a young lady? Because if my eldest is, I just took her driving this last weekend. Those are things I have to know about. Can you imagine? She was sitting in her lap five minutes ago. And now she's a Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, that ruins my life. Me and Jordan used to take her to get her nails done as a six-year-old. <laughs> now, now she's driving nails. a car. And now she's driving around. Oh, I can't yeah, believe we it. went in a parking lot this weekend. So is she good? Uh, no, no, um, I can imagine not. Uh, but but <laughs> she, was I. she's all heart. She's, yeah, she's trying, she's trying super hard. So I, I would say more than what I'm doing differently is more about what I'm trying to learn from those around me, yeah. and and also facilitating those conversations. You know, mm-hmm. I just. I will never be able to understand what that is emotionally like. Uh, the two things I want to have for my daughters are mentors that can speak into that in their lives. And number two, I want them to feel like they can have an open conversation with me. Mm-hmm. And so we have that. And I'm yeah. super grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and also we went to see Sean Mendes together. So that really helps out <laughs> that too. That really helped. That builds yeah. those bridges. Yeah, it did. Did you sing along? Uh, I didn't know the words, but watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Yeah, and you yeah. busted a move, and I'm danced. sure. Yeah, I he was into that. it. He was excited I was about it. way into it. It was so fun. <laughs> was it just you and Howie, or did you take other people? Just Howie and I. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my gosh. Um, that is the best. But, you know, the truth is, again, and, and I'll brag on her because she's just so emotionally intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. So um, all we can do in, in anything is create an environment for people to step into. I feel like it, it, very rarely am I teaching something, mm. <laughs> you know, far more am I listening and learning. So yeah. uh, I think that's what's happening in those relationships outside of the house. And then internally, you know, I think that's just true of any parent. You just want your kids to love each other well. So we are yeah. constantly facilitating those experiences where they get to lean into each other yeah. and love each other. And become best friends. That's they do what we seem want. to. Like, I love watching the oldest and the youngest. And I mean, I, they just all seem to like take care of each other. They do. Yeah. They do. They're there to protect and serve each other and play with each other. And yeah. we talk about that. You're your best friends. I mean, I want Lena and Howie sleeping in bed every night together, but Rachel and I are, are a little at odds at that. So, yeah. <laughs> so I get weekends and she gets weekdays. <laughs> right. Because they have to go to school, Barrett. Otherwise, yeah, they'll stay up and talk all night. That's but right. that pillow talk is the best. <laughs> right. I, I love standing outside their door and just listening to him chat. You know? uh, so not that I do that, girl. <laughs> no, that, yeah. No, don't <laughs> worry. He's not really there. Um, okay. Jordan, let's get down to business. There's a, the main, all that is just done. Fine. Great yeah. conversation. Here is what we're here for. We've got some really important We got news. some important news about <laughs> my friends that are listening, being able to get, because every time we give a code, my people, I mean, true or false, my people go nuts. Yeah, you guys true. kill it. <laughs> I mean, thank you people. I think, well, thank y'all. I mean, we are a people who love a deal, but we also love brands that are, that are, built by good people that we trust and that are products that we really love. I don't talk about a single thing on here that I don't use. Or I mean, y'all know, I, every bag I use is able. <laughs> I look like a bulletin board as I'm walking through town. <laughs> um, but Jordan, uh, Thursday is Thanksgiving. Friday is Black Friday. So there'll be great sales then. But 
But, we get it starting today. Yeah. So two days earlier than the rest of the public, we have an exclusive promo code. I'm ready. That sounds fun, 25. So that's 25% off and free shipping. So 25% off anything, anything. online. And can they come into the flagship as well and yeah. say, hey, I'm a listener of That Sounds Fun. Yeah. That Sounds Fun, 25. And they'll get 25% off in the store, yeah, too. Yeah, totally. But there's the free shipping, so it doesn't even matter. So you could just right. sit on your couch just go. by the fire right. and order it up. And that's right. right. And the beauty of it, too, is is remembering that it's 25% off of all things. Yeah, yes. Even the very best of sellers that were closing out the of stock soon jackets because of that sale. Weekenders yeah. and backpacks. So it sounds a little bit uh, self-serving to say, but those things, it sounds close out, blah, blah, blah. But actually some of those things will they run out. They actually do sell yes. out. Yeah, yeah. they sell out quickly. That's why, so, I, that's why so the we early access y'all. is valuable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, originally we were going to have Black Friday and I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I want my people to have a couple of days of yeah. pre-shopping. I mean, the goal would be for y'all to sell it out, right? Yeah, so by so by Black Friday, sorry everybody. Sorry do everyone. It. Y'all, if you wanted it on jacket, all the that sounds fun people got them. Um, so it's anything in the store, 25% off, free shipping with that sounds fun, 25. Um, what is, I'm going to ask you to tell me some of my favorite things because I don't remember their names. What's my backpack called? The Alim backpack. Alim, A-E-L-M. Or A-L-E-M. A-L-E-M. Oh, thank you. Right. <laughs> Either way you want to do A-L-E-M backpack. And uh-huh. mine is in the lighter color. Cognac. Cognac. But my friend Emma has the black one and it's unbelievable. It's, yeah. They're all amazing. I think- um, it's gorgeous. There's a whiskey color now that's <gasps> really pretty. What? Yeah. Okay. Glad, to, glad to know. That sounds fun. Yeah. 25. Also, great for guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, one of our buddies does carry it. I can't remember yeah. who. Wirtz, I mean, my maybe? my husband carries it. I think Wirtz, Wirtz does. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wirtz can pull it off. Okay, so the Alim is my backpack. My purse is the one that zips closed. It's about that big. The Avera commuter. Yes, thank yes. you. Yes, okay. Great little travel bag, as the name implies. Yes, little zip top, crossbody. It's super easy. That's like if you don't know what to buy for someone, they'll like. That. Oh, it's 100%. great. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it is a zip closed purse is a game changer to me because you can set it on the floor at a restaurant. Oh yeah, you can put it under your under the plane like it can fall upside down and it. it does not matter your snacks are still safe that's right 100 <laughs> speaking from personal experience <laughs> that's exactly right and then the shoes i just got are the slip-on snakeskin ones the uh rojas mules yes yes the tall oh, yes. with the heel oh, gosh those are gravy. those are great shoes. i can't quit them I yeah know. i'm wearing them all the time yeah okay so those would be three things um y'all are a big part of our that sounds fun 12 days of christmas and we'll be telling people some of our other favorite products during the 12 days of christmas but don't wait this is like yeah this, this is code time. is going to be as good as it gets that sounds fun 25 25 off everything and free shipping that's so generous of y'all thank y'all thank you that's really thank kind you. i think you. that is People are going to love that. I, I hope you've warned the, I mean, giving us two days advance on a busy week. Hope yeah. you warned the. We've warned our planners and all that. Okay, good. I was about they to know say, you're coming. I'm going to send, I'm going to send some <laughs> Tiss Treats cookies <laughs> yeah. over today and tomorrow when this comes out to be like, thank you and sorry. Yes. We're buying a lot of stuff. Slash, you're welcome. <laughs> all <laughs> of like, it. Well, good. Okay. Um, okay. That's so the sweet. last question we always ask that you both get to answer. And I need a Christmassy or a holiday-leaning answer because mm-hmm. this is the last show before Thanksgiving. A lot of people are listening to this as they commute. They don't know how they're going to hurry and get their bag when they're driving to their mom's house. Yep. Just get online as soon as you get home. Get the Wi-Fi password. You'll be fine. Um, tell me what you do for fun. Because the show's called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what you do for fun around the holidays. I mean, I've been in a season of really 
slowing down and mm-hmm. being at home. So for me, that is Hallmark movies. Yes. And I know that you're on Have board. you watched Two Turtle Doves yet? <laughs> no. I need oh you gosh. to go watch Two Turtle Doves. I hope it's as good as it sounds. Oh. That's an interesting name. Yes. Um, no, I mean, that is truly like, my ideal just like being home and having all of the people around me like is Steve watching with you oh yeah he gets really into it he does yeah and like our friends it's like open door policy yeah just come in whenever you want so we have you know popcorn and treats and all that and just like have a fire going Steve's like mixing drinks for people that's like my ideal fun night I'm wild yeah, yeah, you watch out. Oh, hey, listen, that's my night too. Barrett, do you know that I looked on what on Craigslist for a coffee table? And I found one and I loved it. And I emailed it, it was Jordan and Steve's. No <laughs> yeah. way. I was like, that's beautiful. And then her husband emailed me back. No He's like, Annie, it's us. Just come over. Oh my god. <laughs> we know you. So did they still charge you full price? For sure they did. No, oh my yes, god. we still I still paid something for it. But no, 25% off. Yeah, I, th- I think I used that sounds free fun. Shipping. 25. And I picked it up, so it was free. Um, Barrett, what's fun for y'all at the holidays? Well, I, I mean, you talk about being at home. I've got four little girls, you know. Um, and it's a wife. funny. That's great. And a puppy because y'all are crazy. Well, the puppy actually helps out. I think dogs. that the, the dog babysits the kids. <laughs> oh, <lot>. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, and also it's, for us, it's retail season. So it's madness. So it's yeah. super busy time of year for us. But I just love shutting it down and spending time with Rachel and the kids in the morning. Okay. Uh, over the holidays and and really doing all the holiday things. So if that is one day, I mean, Chuck E. Cheese is very holiday, right? Yes. So let's we go. <laughs> let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. We just want to spend more time during the holidays. And and I know that life has its seasons and its rhythms, and a year does. Um, during the summers, it's being outside a lot. But those opportunities to stay inside and play board games and do things that are gamey like Chuck uh-huh. E. Cheese, that's what the holidays feel like. Do you like have to a me. board game, game that you love? Is there a go to? Well, we got into home? that one where the hand pops you in the face oh, with, yeah. the, whipped cream. with the whipped cream. Yeah. I mean, that's the best. So, <laughs> so, so dumb. So for me, the holidays is all about games. Okay. Do y'all um, go look at Christmas lights? Because oh, for sure. that is a really good holiday tradition that. too. Yeah. Like just drive around when it's freezing cold and get all the girls treats, like a little Starbucks hot chocolate yeah. or whatever. Oh. Or they can make it at home before. Why don't you guys take the girls out? I know. I'm going to do it. great, Jordan. Let's get all the girls. Yeah, let's take them. We'll take anywhere. Yeah, with Marion, too, the one you haven't named by name is the funniest person. She's the funniest person alive. She's so small, and she's so funny. She is the best. She can narrate the whole thing. Oh, she would. She narrates everything. Yeah. There's no non-narration with her, (laughs) so it's totally worth it. Uh, Well, on a very busy day when you are doing really good work, thank you for making time for us. I'm Uh, really, really thankful. Likewise. Thanks for having us. This is really exciting. We love you. Yeah, we're so proud to be associated with you as you've grown what you're doing. It's just such a pleasure. That means a lot. I appreciate that. And Y'all, we are in a lot of ways here thanks to your leadership. So I am very grateful. Okay, that sounds fun, 25. Let's go. Let's go buy it all. Oh, friends, aren't Barrett and Jordan just the best? I'm so thankful they came in. I'm so excited about what they are doing with publishing their lowest wages and encouraging other fashion brands to do the same. Just feels like a great step. 
in the right direction toward a healthier planet and healthier workers and better products. So, so, so grateful for them. Just remember, if you go to livefashionable.com between now and the end of Cyber Monday and you use the code that sounds fun 25, you get 25% off and free shipping. So, Hurry and do that. Jump in line and jump ahead of the line of everybody who'll be shopping on Black Friday and Cyber Monday and go ahead and get what you want to gift this year for Christmas. Again, that's livefashionable.com. And make sure you give them a follow on social media. Tell them thanks for being on the show. I just love the two of them. There's going to be a really fun Christmas when it starts out like that, y'all. It's going to be real fun. Oh, just want to remind you, we are also going to start 100 Days to Brave 2020 on January 1st. So make sure you've got your copy either in German, in English, leather-bound, or what releases in January in Spanish. You can find it on Amazon. We are so excited. But we will be kicking off 100 Days to Brave on January 1st. Make sure you have got your copy so you can read along with us. Also, I just want to remind you, if you haven't heard the episode from Saturday, from our birthday episode, our show is five years old, and I got to announce my new book, and you guys get to be in it. So make sure you go back and listen to that episode. We only have space for 700 listeners to be in the show, and so before we put it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any of the other places, I want you guys getting first dibs. So make sure you listen to that November 23rd episode. And in the show notes is the link to where you fill out the form to get in the book. So I'm really, really excited. I can't, I am so pumped that my publisher is letting us do this. I just think it's awesome. Hey, if you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie F Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places. F is for fashionable because livefashionable.com is where you're going. And you guys are fashionable. Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And those of you who've been around for a while, you know how the year ends. We always just have surprise shows left and right. Y'all know we're doing 12 days of Christmas, so we're doing 12 days of shows in the middle of December. But before that, we've got a surprise show for you coming on Wednesday. So make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss it. An awesome episode with our good buddy, Mr. Eddie Koffeltz. If you're going to be commuting... If you're going to be traveling on Wednesday, we've got the show for you. So go out and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will do the same. And we'll see you back here on Wednesday with Eddie Koffeltz.